Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Hello and welcome to Indie Incursion, an indie games podcast. Son of a bitch, dude. I'm never going to be able to enunciate that. Nope. It's going to piss me off till the day I freaking die. Maybe Hopefully, we, we just say independent. Today. An independent games podcast. Yeah, maybe not. I guess it makes sense. It yeah, sounds weird, but, but yeah. Well, also that voice makes it weird. Uh, that's also true. Yeah, I should probably be more upbeat about it, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is your weekly source for all the indie games news you need to know. Uh, this week we are bringing you three awesome indie games news stories. But before we get into that, I'd like to introduce myself. I am Von Hyde. One of your hosts, alongside my illustrious co-host, the biggest of average adjust boys. How are you doing today? You keep getting weirder and weirder with that one. Uh, yeah, eventually I'm just going to like have a stroke. I'm going to get so weird with it that oh. I'll just die. That's, that's... that's my preferred way to die, is actually to just die while recording this podcast. Super awkward, but flattering in some sense. Yeah, I'll put it in my will that somebody actually has to edit it together and post it to this specific <laughs> RSS feed, so then all our listeners can listen to me die. Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, yeah. then you could be just like that one guy who rated our podcast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's like there's like two people who've rated our podcast, so that's okay. man, that's a, a sh- dude. That's two more than I thought we'd get. So I mean, we're getting somewhere. It takes I'm two to tango, and also to rate a podcast. So we're good but- to go. Damn, you got me there. So I would like to start out this podcast with a special segment I call Let's Earn That Explicit. Um, Big Josh Boy, Here we go. I have to ask you a question real quick. Okay. Have you ever tried laxatives before? No, I haven't. Have you? No. Fuck, no. I was hoping you had. Oh, no. Why would I need that? I'm, well, I've I'm thought regular, about baby. it. Well, I mean, me too, but I've always just wondered what it was like. I'm sure it's awful. I mean, it's, I've eaten really spicy food and had it go, uh, you know quite runny well yeah my like whole life is basically just like bad poop you know it's like oh, i i just i just don't have a good stomach i guess mm. or digestive system so i've been thinking about trying a laxative recently but uh i need like i need people to let me know how it is and i'm not gonna just ask strangers i'm pretty uh, sure it's awful i don't think yeah. you're supposed to take them unless you there's something really wrong like I feel like a laxatives is like your last resort of like, man, I'm really blocked up. Got to do something about that. Like normally people just eat prunes and stuff. Like you don't, you don't go straight to the laxatives. Dude, fuck that. Why do I need a prune? That just sounds like know. bullshit. Yeah, Why do that when I can eat shitty tasting chocolates and then just like blow my brains out or blow my ass out? <laughs> I mean, you might blow your brains out depending on what happens <laughs> afterwards. You never know. Maybe I'll get the poo of death. I once saw the thousand ways to die, and mm-hmm. it was one of them was the poo of death. That could be you. 
I mean, Hopefully, if only you fingers. were on the podcast taking a poop and then died, it would be like, whew, what a world to go out in. Yeah, that would probably be my one of my preferred scenarios. Yeah, hmm. yeah. How often are you going to be pooping and talking to me, though? Um, as far as you know, I'm doing. I guess it right you could now. be doing it every day. I've, yeah, yeah. I've said that I'm in my home office, but you know, maybe home it's office the bathroom. Just means the bathroom. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I get get some of the best done, best thinking done in there. You know, there is actually in the bathroom that I use because we have two bathrooms. Uh, my fiance got this weird picture of a baby with a man's face. Um, and she Sounds put it right weird. across from like so it just like stares into my soul while I'm deucing. <laughs> that sounds so awful. <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably the worst thing she's ever done to me. She hasn't done. Me- I mean, that's like I a mean, low I don't tier know. Thing, I feel like so. every episode we have a story about how she hates you or how she's out to get you. That's a good point. I think yeah. you should look at these facts here, man. You I know. Start listening to the first part of these episodes and just kind of tally it up. I need to. I need to just like cut the tie you know yeah right i, mean, I got you you got to do it now or never because once you know once you say i do then it's too late then you're stuck i mean we frequently talk about how she's trying to black widow me um that's mm. me accusing her of that actually because um i put her as the person who inherits all my money for my life insurance and mm. she did not put me yeah wow yeah wow that's why why not <laughs> i mean uh, she thinks i'm a closet psychopath so that's probably why Hmm. And I'm not going to say she's not right, but yeah, that's, I mean, it makes sense that she wouldn't do that. You have an Speaking of psychopaths, though, uh, what you been playing? What you been doing this week? <laughs> Ooh, smooth <laughs> transitions. I mean, I in like a it. way, it really is. That was a great one. I mean, Maybe. debatable, but yeah, okay, <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, anyway, so uh, I'm going to do a quick uh, announcement about... The fact that I, uh, remember I said I wouldn't put any money into Epic Games, but I really, really wanted Outer Worlds? Well, I still didn't put money to Epic Games. And instead, I got Xbox Game Pass. Does this count, though? Because you're still playing it on PC. I mean, it it does, because it's not Epic. I hope at least, like, five cents went to Epic. It definitely didn't go to Epic. It's on (laughs) Xbox Game Pass. My one dollar went to Xbox so that I could play the Outer Worlds. (laughs) first off so i was going back and forth i was like i don't know if i want to do this because i hate subscriptions i don't know like it it seems pretty much like a waste but then i was thinking about it and it's only a dollar to join and then it's like five bucks which which also is a little confusing because it's like and then it's five bucks a month and then it'll be 10 bucks a month but then it stops at 10 bucks but like i don't know when it turns into five and when it turns into 10 or what it it didn't really matter it was one dollar to start and i was like even if it's at ten dollars I literally have six months to play this game before I would have to cancel to be like, well, I guess I just bought The Outer Worlds, basically. And for this game, I mean, I really like it, but it's more story-driven, and I really don't see myself going back to play it again until, like, you know, way late when there will probably be just, like, a Steam sale for picking it up for a couple of bucks. Um, That's but- weird. I feel the exact opposite. <clears throat> I, I- I've also been playing it, so I'll tell you when it comes to be my turn. But yeah, I feel the exact opposite. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. But even still, like that's still six months. That's a good amount of time to keep re like jumping into this. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. If I really wanted to, and one of the things like why I wanted to talk about this, especially, is I'll probably just end up keeping it because there's honestly some good games on there. It's not too bad, and it's a pretty like reasonable price, especially since. 
Like, here's the thing. I don't even have an Xbox, so it seemed weird to me to get an Xbox Game Pass, but it's just for PC. It's just to download their little Xbox Companion app, and you just go on there. The only thing that sucks, it's kind of weird because it does go off of an Xbox Gamer Score, so, like, I had to make a new one because my old one was on a different email, and I didn't want to transfer everything, and I didn't really care too much about my old name. So I was like, whatever, I'll just make another one. They didn't have the Jorsh, which sucked, but I'm the big Jorsh boy, so close enough. And kind of, you know. Invading your life subtly. I know, yeah. (laughs) When I asked you about that, I was like, what should I be? But I wouldn't do uh, the biggest of average Josh boys, because that would be way too long. But kind of like a a mix-up of them. Uh, But anyway. Yeah, I'm proud of you. uh, Thank you. I'm I'm such a big Jorsh boy, you know. (laughs) Finally growing up. Uh, but anyway, like it, it seems like a pretty good deal and there's still games on there that I wanted that I would have paid like a good amount for anyway. The first game before I talk about the outer worlds, cause that's obviously the biggest thing from an indie perspective, the game that I've been playing a little bit on the side is called void bastards, which is also close to the same nature of flying around on spaceships and, you know, killing baddies, but much different. Um, this game is more like, uh, a roguelike. Um, how do I explain it? It's a roguelike game where you're essentially this, what seems like a prisoner that keeps getting, uh, you you die over and over and you just keep getting a new random prisoner that you get to play as. And you're essentially going through this main course of right now, the main mission is just to build an ID for going to somewhere. It doesn't really matter, but it's basically kind of like a Star Fox setup where you have your missions, uh, where you can go either like down left or right. And you're picking different spaceships to fly to and board onto. And on each one of those ships, you're able to then find different items to then build new weapons, build new mechanics or things that will be useful for your character. So like you have oxygen in the game. And if you don't run to an oxygen tank on the ship in time, or if there's not an oxygen tank on the ship to refill, you basically just have the amount of oxygen that you have, which is like seven minutes, I think at default. And then it's over and you're like, well, I'm dead. So you have to run back off the ship. So you have to do everything and kind of like a timed basis which generally I don't like in games, but it's one of those things where it's a roguelike where you keep finding things as you're playing, and I found things to actually build a mechanic that allows me to have an expanded oxygen tank on my character. So now it's not as big of a rush. It's not as, you know, much of a beat-the-clock kind of a thing. I have a little bit more time and wiggle room to work with, but I'm noticing that, obviously, as I'm getting farther, you get ships that are bigger and require more time, but it's, it's all about... You keep playing, you obviously keep dying because there's harder monsters, but as you die, you get to keep all of those items that your original character built and the new inmate that you start off as basically gets a re-upped version of it. So he'll get new ammo, he'll get new um, uh, grenades and things like that. And you can use all of those things that your original character created and then just feel that progression of constantly getting better. The one thing that's interesting about it too is that each character you get will have the uh, percentage to have different perks and they might be negative or they might be positive. Like some of the positive ones are being able to fly around certain obstacles that are on the map and not having to worry about them for that character. A negative effect that I had was my character just kept coughing randomly. So like he would alert enemies if I was trying to sneak by because he was just like, (laughs) like just for no reason, which really sucked. I'm glad he got killed pretty quickly. But um, 
You're but like, it's like, I basically just killed myself. <laughs> yeah, for the most part. But it's honestly, it's it's pretty good. The only thing, like, I love the art style to it. It's very comic book esque, and it kind of makes you feel like you're actually playing into a comic book. The aesthetic of it is super clean, super nice. But the way that the game works is it's a first person game, but it's so up close, and the areas that you're running through are so small you feel very claustrophobic when you're playing the game. And I I got used to it for the most part, but I really wish it would have just let you kind of expand a little bit. And I get that that's kind of what they're doing from a standpoint of they want it to be hectic because an enemy will just entirely engorge your screen and you'll be like, oh God, I gotta get out of it. Like you, it's hard to see sometimes and then they'll show up and you'll be like, oh no. And it's, it makes sense from the perspective of what they were trying to go for. So like kudos to them, but it's kind of awful at times. <laughs> it's it, like, it's a really good game, but that part trying to get used to that at first was like really messing with my eyes. And I was just like, Oh, I don't really like this. I wish I could just expand out a bit. So it would be easier to actually play. But for the most part, the loop of it is really fun. Uh, I've only played a couple of hours into it, but I had a good time. And then, of course, the main uh, piece de resistance of getting the Xbox Game Pass, I get to talk about The Outer Worlds and what an amazing game it is. So, and you got to just say, fuck you, Epic. I still played it on PC. Exactly. I mean, that is really the best part of it. But, you know. Before it, you get into this, I do have is. to ask. You paid, okay, so you pay like $5 or whatever for it on PC. Does that mean you also could, if you had an Xbox One, play on Xbox One, or is it just for PC? No, so mine is just for PC, but you can pay, it's $14 a month, um, and that will get you both the PC and Xbox, um, oh. whatever, the whatever games are on there. And it's kind of a good, um, like, it's an interesting point because... For some reason, some of the titles on PC are not the same as the Xbox console version, which I think makes a little bit sense because then they can do that kind of like, hey, you should buy it for both kind of a thing, which, I mean, it's not that much more because it's only 14 bucks. where I think the PC version, once it goes through like its trial thing, it's actually 10 so it's only like $4 more, but there are some games like I, before the podcast, I was looking, one of the things that I want to look at after Outer Worlds, which confusingly enough is the Outer Wilds or Outer Wilds. I, don't, I think you don't say the in it, but whatever, does not matter. Um, Outer Wilds, because it's gotten such a good uh, hype about it. We even have a story coming up later about it, but like I can't play it on Xbox Game Pass PC. I can only play it on Xbox Game Pass for the Xbox One which sucks, but I don't have an Xbox, so what are you going to do? Yeah, you could just buy it on PS4, just saying. No. I mean, no. <laughs> You're like, I could just buy it on PC if I was going to buy it. I know, exactly. That's not <laughs> the point. I want, I'm, I'm paying my $1. I deserve all the other games. <laughs> okay, so The Outer Worlds. What has been your experience with it so far? Okay, so... First off, we've talked about this a little bit before when we were both like, this is probably going to, like, if they do it right, this is probably going to be the game of the year for, for us. I don't know if I still feel the same way. You're a bitch. So here's the, here's the thing, though, is I, like, I'm really enjoying this game. I'm having a lot of fun. But 
I do agree for like I've seen some opinions on there. I do agree that it's a little bit like too how do I explain it better? It doesn't veer off as much as I would have liked it to that some RPGs go in the set. The fact of like I've put in a lot of points into persuade and imitate and lie, right? I always love the dialogue in these games. I love talking my way out of things. But I'm noticing in a lot of cases, it's really the same thing. The persuade is like, I'm just here to get more money for this quest. I'm just here to, like, I, I, I don't know. It just seems very formulaic in certain ways as I'm playing through longer into this game. Um, it's still a lot of fun, and I'm still going to rank it as one of my like my top tens i just don't know if this is going to be my game of the year specifically um i was also and i I love because i I listened to the active quest episode uh with you talking with chris and when you realized there was no romance options in the game you had basically yeah that was the same reaction i had i was like wait what i was so confused and i i should have like known when uh, the first character you you get, what is it, Pavardi? Par- Parvati. I just always think of Pavardi. <laughs> Dude, like, the me too. Lady. That's exactly what I <laughs> fucking thought too. Yeah. So I'm just gonna keep calling her Havarti because that's her name now. <laughs> it just so makes sense. It, it checks out. It Does yeah. just make sense. So when Havarti had her weird like love story off on the side, I was like, oh, okay. So there's no way I'm gonna romance you. And no, then I was like thinking uh, about you the- can actually there's like a section of it where you can talk to her about like you could be like what about me? Yeah, but I figured I saw that it wasn't was like, going to go anywhere. Up. Yeah. yeah. So I just didn't do that one. And then like the others are like what am I going to try to romance a robot, a cleaning unit? I don't know about that one. Well, there's Ellie. I mean, yeah, I guess that's true. She's cool. She's all like shooting people. She could patch you up, dude. Yeah. That's like the perfect romance except for I like Parvati more. Yeah, Havarti is a good cheese. Actually, I don't I don't know my take on Havarti. But anyway, <laughs> so to go back to like the game in general, I think the actual like it looks great. It's an awesome looking game. I'm not 100% on the actual combat mechanics of it. I think that the slow down time thing is cool, but it is so quick to go away that I'm like, "Nah." not as into it because I just end up using more of like, I, I started going melee build cause I just played on normal. And then I was like, this is way too easy. And so I went on hard mode and now I'm like, well, I should probably just go into guns, but I didn't spec for this. And I didn't spec originally for the, uh, like expanding the time mechanic to it. So I have a lot of weird stuff. Like my character makes no sense. So maybe that's like half on me, but the combat in it seems fun, but it's not as much as I would have liked. And honestly, I am a little upset. And I know there would be no way that it would be in there because it's not a Fallout game. But I really wanted Vats. I don't know. There's something about yeah, this, that's, like, I not mean, having that's Vats. That's kind of what that time dilation thing is. Because you can actually upgrade the skill to the point where you can choose what part of their body you shoot. So it's mm. essentially Vats, but Vats hold still until you choose versus the time dilation has that like uh that has that resource that you were talking about right yeah i mean i guess so it's yeah it's kind of like a a knockoff version of that yeah but i mean it's not like it's it's bad it's just not what i said like it wasn't the greatest but honestly the the main thing that's making up for it is the dialogue in it like i love the writing to this game it's actually funny it's 
an interesting story for the most part. I like all the different characters that keep coming up, although there will be times where I'm a little like, meh. But for the most part, a lot of them all have their, you know, unique personalities, interesting storylines. It's actually one of the games where, and this is one of the big things about Fallout and why I get into it, is because it's a game where I'll play it and halfway through I'll get so enamored in trying to talk to everyone or follow all the different crevices like around the path that I'll end up forgetting what quest I'm on just because I keep running to so many people just trying to see every little nook and cranny of the world which obviously means I'm enjoying myself and enjoying my time with the game it's just there's little things that I wish they would have gone a bit deeper into as far as what the different skills kind of amounted to yeah, yeah. In my experience with the Outer Worlds, did you play a whole lot of Fallout New Vegas or not? Yeah, I did. I guess I should also ask you, have you played Knights of the Old Republic? Yep, love Knights. Which one would you say it's more closely related to? In the game's structure, obviously it, it's molded after Fallout New Vegas. Um, at least it's combat style and it's kind of like visual style. But would you say it's closer to New Vegas or Knights of the Old Republic? Um... <clears throat> I'd say probably KOTOR, to be honest. Yeah, you're the second person I've heard say that. So I listen to, I watch this one YouTube channel called Kev Do It all the time. I used to watch him for a lot of his ESO and just Bethesda content, but he mm-hmm. put out a review of The Outer Worlds, and uh, he had likened it to the um, Knights of the Old Republic as well. And since I don't have that as a reference because I've never played it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which, I mean, That's technically... That's a shame. You should play that game. Okay. <laughs> So this is um, when I was a kid. Oh God! What's I that? bought it and I well actually no I think I rented it and I played it for like maybe five seconds and couldn't figure something out and then I was like fuck this game I'm not gonna play it. That yeah, shows that how much right. of a bitch kid I was. And then a couple <laughs> years ago I actually bought it on PC. I bought both uh, one and two. You can get on it for PC. like dirt cheap. Yeah, they were super cheap. There was like on a sale or something, so I bought them on PC and I started it up and I was like, "Wow, this looks fucking bad." So I didn't play it. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then Damn. when I found out that it went backwards compatible on Xbox One, I bought it physically what <laughs> because is wrong I wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> because I wanted it. And so and this was like that was the most I spent on it right there because it was like $20. Um cuz the case was so cool. So I bought it and I just haven't played it. <laughs> Oh my Still. god. So well, technically I've had like all the opportunities in the world to play this fucking game and I just haven't. Well, if anything, I mean, it does have that same kind of structure, so you might enjoy it, you know? Yeah. Now I'm going to go now I have to play it just because of how much I'm loving the Outer Worlds. So I do have issues with it that I didn't actually talk about on Active Quest, which by the way, I was on this week's episode of Active Quest. Make sure you guys check it out. Um, it was just me and Chris Penwell, because freaking Joseph and Josh are just too scared of this big boy, you know? Mm, you know? Maybe. Yeah, it's not really. Rude, man. You left me. Didn't even say anything. I, I know. Like, what I, the fuck? It was it was kind of weird. So Joseph, or not Joseph, Chris just randomly hit me up like on Friday and was like, "Hey." do you want to be on active quest? And we had been talking for a while about Chris coming on this show and possibly like us going on that one. And then just randomly, he was like, Hey, we need a third chair. Josh is sick. You want to come on? I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Damn. It could have been both of us too. Cause Joseph like apparently died out of nowhere. Yeah. He'd like hopped out too. It was like on Sunday. So I, I didn't want to bother you if I'm being honest. (laughs) 
But next time Sunday. we'll have to. We'll have uh, to do I would it, definitely but, um, wouldn't have done it Sunday. I was so hungover, so that's okay. I'll there you go. It. You blame yourself. You made bad choices in life. But I, mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. But yeah. <laughs> but the Outer Worlds, uh, I do have some issues with it. One, the lack of romance options. Um, two, well, I mean. I, I shouldn't say that's necessarily an issue I have with it. It's just something I would enjoy. Right. Um, two, it's kind of weird. So in Follow New Vegas, um, it was kind of like they focused much more on the gunplay combat um, versus the melee. So in the Outer Worlds, they bring in melee, but they completely kind of leave out stealth. Stealth is just kind of like, oh, I click circle yeah, and basically I, nothing happens. I didn't like that either because there's not a lot from what it seems like they don't play into that very much and i mean i guess it makes sense because it's kind of weird like every single one of the enemy areas never has like just one person it's usually like a group of two to four. Oh so, yeah like, but you can like put si- so like i have specced basically into stealth because okay. that's what i do in these games um the only issue i really have with stealth is not and this might be just something i'm not noticing but no way to tell if somebody can see you or not. Mm. So they well, have. I mean, they do the little like icon at the top. Yeah, they have that. But if you're not looking at them, you can't oh. see it. Mm. So like in in Skyrim or any of the Fallout games, it has the little section where it tells you you're hidden or not. Right. Or in the Elder Scrolls games, it has an eye, and the wider it gets, is the easier they can see you. Mm. Um, or if they have their attention on you. But in the Outer Worlds, I'll be like trying to open a safe or something and like somebody's just staring at me and i didn't <laughs> even know they were <laughs> so it's, i really it's, like how dumb they are though in that game oh like, they're honestly, so fucking stupid like dude. you literally walk into their house open the door and close it and then just start taking everything yeah you loot all their stuff or you like walk into their room and you like steal something and they're like hey what the fuck dude why are you stealing shit? And I'm just like, sorry. And this is literally the dialogue option. Sorry, I'm just leaving. I still stole their shit. Yeah. You still take it. What is that? They're just like, I guess that's cool. I mean, if you're going to leave now, that's fine if you stole my shit. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, so what I have world? the highest, like, I have like 100 in Persuade and like 90 in like Lie. So every time I get caught, I just lie and, I, and they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, not doing anything. And they're like, all right. And they just walk away. Yeah. I'm like, Interesting right, enough, you can't do it twice. If you get caught, if you try to do it again, they'll just try to kill you. Oh, really? So, I guess- yeah, multiple times I've tried to ha- I've tried to open the safe in Gladys's like little apartment uh-huh. that she has in her room. I've opened the safe, but if I try to take anything out of it, they'll try to kill me, which, of course, I'm off the floor with them because I'm a badass. But mm. it's just, like, it's so annoying. So now I'm trying. I unlocked the safe, and I'm wondering if I leave for an extended period of time and come back. One, if it'll be locked, and two... If it's unlocked, if I could just steal something, and they'll be like, hey, what are you doing? And I'll be like, I'm just leaving. <laughs> I stole your shit. But <laughs> Good luck. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure whether or not I could do it yet. But I really enjoy the game. I love the characters. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Like, it, So Parvati as a character is actually really cool. And this might be a spoiler for some people, but it's really not. The, the further you get into her, like kind of in, into being a friend with her you find out that she's actually asexual Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting because i have never really experienced an asexual character in a game before because normally 
Yeah, if you're going to have a romance like a romance option in a game, they normally leave that open for most characters or they specify what specifically the these like people's sexuality is. So like in the Mass Effect series, for instance, they have specific romance options that you could take through each game. Um but there's never really somebody who's asexual. Like you would be with them, but not it, it includes no like sexual contact it's just them it's kind of like a plutonic friendship they're just there to like love each other but nothing physical and i thought that was so cool um and I, but i did think it was weird that during your dialogue options you can say what about me and i'm like she is obviously pining over this like random person why what that's so <laughs> weird but what i was gonna say was um the complete opposite of yours, like n- probably not wanting to go back to it because it's story based. I realized something recently when a friend of mine, Elaine, who's a great artist, by the way, you guys should check her out. I think she's at Elaine M on Twitter. I believe I retweet and like like a whole bunch of her stuff. Uh, she's on Twitch at, at Pina Art. Um, but she's fantastic, but she recently posted, um, like a drawing she had done of her character Quinn, I believe is her name, um, in her playthrough of the Outer Worlds. And I realized that I don't think I play these games correctly. So I've heard so many people talk about what they envision their character is in their head canon, And I've never thought of any RPG that way. I've just tried to get my favorite like story. Basically, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is what I prefer the outcome of this story to be. So that's what I go for. And I basically just spec into whatever makes gameplay easiest for me, which is typically stealth. And then I, so I realized that I actually want to make a character that I kind of like limit myself to. So I recently bought two books on Bushido, which is basically like a, an old samurai philosophy. It's kind of like a code of ethics for samurais. And I've decided that I'm going to go back through the Outer Worlds and make basically a scrap samurai who follows the code of Bushido. And I want to see how well that goes because that means I'm locking myself out of most of the uh, like lie and persuade dialogue options because as far as I know uh, it's more of an honorable code so you're not meant to lie and such and you're more focused like uh, like one kind of tenant of this code is that you kind of like focus on martial arts and you don't kind of go after material possessions in life so that means I would basically like kind of limit myself to one of a few weapons but not really care about uh the like bits that i get so i'm really excited to go back and actually try to play this game and make a character and kind of have a head cannon for it because i've never done that with these games before but uh yeah i'm super stoked to play more of the outer worlds i love it so much i really really enjoy it uh stealth kind of sucks the fact <laughs> that you can't romance anybody is weird um vicar and sam eat shit i hate those two companions (laughs) they're fucking stupid vicar max is like literally the worst he's he's a garbage person i hate him so much but uh yeah good to know super excited to play more but i think it's about time uh now that we are like what uh 30 minutes into this podcast we actually get into the news let's do it (laughs) (laughs) so our first news story is over on ign it is written by oh my god this guy's name dude i don't know if i'm gonna be able to say it uh, I, I would say PT, but I don't think it is. It's P E T E Y. So Pete, one two maybe. <laughs> that like is totally Onetto? a star. Uh, maybe Onetto. That 
I'm not even joking. That literally looks like a Star Wars name. Like Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's what that looks like. <laughs> that's awesome. I love your name, by the way. If you're listening to this podcast, I doubt you do because you're cool and right for IGN. Um, but <laughs> this is Simpsons Treehouse of Horror makes reference to the Outer Wilds. A casting associate on The Simpsons made a reference to the Outer Wilds in the credits of the latest episode. The crew members of The Simpsons get to change their name for the credits uh, of the yearly Halloween episode. And in a post on Reddit, Nick Conti, I believe is how you say his name, Confirmed his name choice, Nick of the Outer Wilds, is a reference to the recently released video game. I also love that he felt the need to confirm that when it's fairly obvious, but okay. (laughs) Because I guess you might just never know. And also, I guess it is like him bringing more of a spotlight onto it because that's why he did this but uh since i've started on the show and this is a quote since i've started on the show i've mostly been using my credit to shout out uh to give shout outs to things i like conti wrote this year i went with nick of the outer wilds he said he tried adding happy brittle halloween to reference one of the planets in the game but wasn't able to Conti went on to praise the game and said it reminded him of the classic adventure games from LucasArts and Sierra Entertainment. I found the game, meaning The Outer Wilds, quite profound, Conti continued. I grew up on the classic Lucas, Lucas, what the fuck? Lucas uh, <laughs> slash Sierra Adventure Games on PC and the adventure genre at large. Uh, has always held a special place for me as when no what as so when when a modern adventure game comes around with a structure as captivating as this it feels really special he finished his appreciation post with his hope that the devs end up seeing this as uh as well so they feel the love what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the dub, the dubs end up seeing it, so they feel the love, you know. Like, As oh. well, so they feel the love. I I get what he's saying. That was just so weird. Okay, so this is pretty cool, dude. This they is pretty tough. I mean, I feel the love, dude. I think this is amazing. This is just another way that indie games are kind of making their way into the mainstream. Which obviously, this wasn't necessarily like a. I I don't know. This isn't like the Untitled Goose game being referenced in time magazine like we're going to talk about later but it's still really really cool so how do you feel about this big josh boy are you are you just super stoked that this guy randomly put his name in the credits of the most recent halloween episode of the simpsons as nick of the outer wilds i mean this is i really want to play this game i feel like i really should because there seems to be a lot of hype behind it even though some people apparently don't like it as much as there is hype but um I'm pretty bummed that Xbox Game Pass PC doesn't have it. Uh, I think it's cool that it's getting represented. I think the Outer Wilds, or Outer Wilds, because I don't think you're supposed to say the. I don't know. I think it's just Outer Wilds. Um, I'm, gl- I'm glad that it's getting <laughs> recognition. I think it's definitely one of the more popular ones, and I haven't played it, unfortunately, so I don't know if I can say that's warranted, but obviously a lot of people are talking good about it. Um, but... I mean, hey, it's like you said, it's great. Like, more indie games need more recognition, and I think that Nick Conti is doing uh, doing some good work here. 
So I do, well, okay, one, yes, it is just Outer Wilds. It's not the Outer Wilds, which is really throwing me off now because I feel like that would have been easier to distinguish between the Outer Worlds and Outer Wilds, but never mind, whatever. Do you think this, <laughs> like, do you think anybody's sitting in the credits of this episode being like, let's see what uh, these guys' names are, and then also kind of seeing Nick's and wondering what exactly that meant? Uh, to then go and like look up the Outer Wilds or Outer Wilds? Oh God, no! Like, here's the thing: <laughs> Outer Wilds is too generic of a term. Yeah, that you could look at that as a person who doesn't know anything about Outer Wilds and just be like, "Hmm, Outer Wilds." It's like a scary, like, like outside, like the Outer Wilds, like whatever. Like, I'm sure there's a bunch of people who saw it and had no idea. There's the few select who already probably knew about Outer Wilds, and that's why this is a story. Yeah, yeah, that's... It's cool that it is a story, but it's it's a little weird. I hope that somebody actually sees it and is like, oh, yeah, that's fucking Outer Wilds. Maybe they're talking about that new Obsidian game that everybody else is playing. Yeah, just spelled like, it incorrectly. Oh, yeah. Stupid. That Nick. naming convention is so depressing. I, I, you gotta think that somebody out there is actually looking for the outer wilds and accidentally comes across the outer worlds oh, and I'm just sure. plays through that game instead. Yeah, they're probably like, "Yeah, this game is great," and it's like two people talking about it, and they're like, "Wait, that's not what I played." Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wish somebody had some sort of like metadata on what exactly like how this has affected both games these names being so close to each other I mean, but i feel like that would be impossible to find out but yeah. oh yeah absolutely unless you took some sort of survey like yeah. at the end of it uh, you beat the game at the you're end like of the did game? you think this was the outer worlds <laughs> at the end of the game seems like a bad time to bring that up <laughs> or like right before you beat, like right before you play the game it's like did you mean to look for the outer wilds or yeah. outer wilds hmm also strange since they had purchased it already. But yes, I, I get what you mean. I feel like there should be something a little earlier. Also, can we talk about the fact that The Simpsons is still on TV? Uh, I've given up on The Simpsons. I don't watch it. <laughs> I don't either. I just, it like, it baffles me that it's this still going. This is like going. the 13th season. 30th. It's like, oh my fuck, just kidding. Jesus Christ. It's like 30 seasons. Yeah, I would... My wife and me were sitting down and she was on Hulu and the Simpsons were one of the things that came up as like a, Hey, you should like watch the new Halloween episode. And it was season 30. And I was like, Oh my God. It's I, I remember when I was a kid learning that the Simpsons, this kind of like dumb show I had skipped over was actually created by several like Harvard graduates. And I was like, Jesus, those guys are dumb. But it actually, um, I mean, I mean The Simpsons well. is actually much more of an intelligent show than I had, than I would give it credit for. But speaking of much more like intelligent of a reaction, I guess, or I don't know where I'm going with that. Let's Good go over to transition. our next news story, which is over on Nintendo Life. It is written by Damien McFerrin, possibly. Um, sure. It is Kickstarter for Cuphead style Enchanted Portals is delayed following following publisher interest. Got some mush mouth right now. It happens. Got to get all 9,000 taste buds, you know? Mmm, delicious. All that <laughs> bubble gum you've been storing up. Oh, my God. Yeah, Chris asked me about that on the podcast. I know. Chris went hard. <laughs> yeah, he was like, what the fuck is up with this bubble gum? He was, he, was not, he was not having it. <laughs> Such a good ice cream. 
Um, so mm. Enchanted Portals <laughs> caused quite a stir when it was revealed earlier this month, with many fans accusing two-person studio, I'm going to say Zizu, but it's XIXO. Maybe it's just meant to be XIXO. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, of shamelessly Jojo? ripping off... Yeah, I don't know. Of shamelessly ripping off the visual style of Cuphead. While there's no denying that the two titles do look very similar, um, XIXO even issued a statement saying that it was prepared for a backlash. It would seem that the negativity or negative publicity hasn't prevented it from being courted by publishers. The original plan was to launch on ki- launch a Kickstarter campaign to fund development, but XIXO has stated via Facebook that talks are in progress and the crowdfunding drive will not totally uh, while not totally canned at this stage is going to be delayed indefinitely. And these are a I'm assuming quotes from the Facebook page. Um, Mm -hmm. Hi, everyone. We are super happy to announce that we're in the middle of negotiations with a publisher. The uh, things are still in the air. So we're going to cancel the Kickstarter campaign just oh so we're not going to cancel the kickstarter campaign (laughs) just yet i was like wait a sec that's the exact opposite uh they're not going to cancel the kickstarter campaign just yet but we will be delaying it indefinitely while we sort all of this out this is really good news because if all goes well we could uh we could be start working yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's real. We could be start working on our game much sooner than expected, <laughs> uh, being able to solely focus on production and with a much higher scope than we previously thought possible. Yeah. How much you want to bet this Who is kn- epic? Who knows? Uh, maybe they'll even change up the animation style. You know? I hope not. I <laughs> I really like the shameless, yes, this is Cuphead, but in our style kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. I like it. I'm going to be honest. I think that's a baller move. <laughs> it's so funny because this basically got popular because of all the negative publicity, but then ended up getting them a publisher who's like, so many people are talking about it. Let's let's go in. Which is, I mean, it's especially weird because like we talked about last week on the podcast, they, they said they were prepared for a backlash, but mm-hmm. in the end were overwhelmed by the quantity of backlash that they got that they said that they were only focusing on like the people who were saying nice things about their game. Mm-hmm. I mean, so the negativity, a in a way, got them like a publisher, but I I don't know. It's so weird. I mean, the way that this is going is just so odd. It's a super weird way, but they they got it. Like if they got a publisher, like obviously it's not set in stone, but getting that conversation going is a lot more than other people are getting. Yeah, success is success. I'm not gonna like knock you for how you get it. Mm-hmm. If outrage marketing is what gets you there, more power to you, dude. That's awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm congratulating a dude I'm freaking putting his name in some weird shit on The Simpsons, so I'm not going to judge you. For- <laughs> it doesn't take a lot to impress you, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't. Uh, speaking of not taking a lot to impress me, which this game, oh my fucking God, I cannot escape this fucking game. I guess not. I swear to God. You haven't even talking- played this either, right? No, I haven't played it. We're talking about the Untitled Goose Game, by the way. I they so know. We talked about this for like three weeks straight on the podcast. Then I went on Active Quest, and I swear, freaking Chris said he was gonna get back for back at me for asking him why he won't admit that he loves hentai. He said he was gonna get back at me for that, and I swear the way he did it was by including a story that it. 
just resembled the Untitled Goose Game. It actually, like, talked about how a game was similar to the Untitled Goose Game, and I was like, I swear to God, I just can't escape this game. Nope. No matter where I go. Oh. I'm not even on an indie games podcast anymore, and I still can't escape it. It's crazy. Every, uh, but night, every night you sleep, all of a sudden, it gets really quiet. You lay your head down. Honk. I would fucking kill myself. I would, <laughs> I would not be able to handle it. I I mean, I already have a cat that, like, I swear to God, once my head hits the pillow, that's when he's like, hey. Hey, big my boy. Butthole. Yeah, basically, he's just like, you want to pet me? Up, <laughs> I didn't want it before, but now that you're comfortable, it's time. Put up your hand, bitch. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's time to get it going. Let's do this. So, this came up because our next news article is over on Nintendo Life. It is all for written by Damian McFerrin, and it is Nintendo Switch was, and this is a quote. The right emotional fit for the Untitled Goose Game, says House House. Uh, It's fair to say that Untitled Goose Game has become something of a global hit uh, for Australian developer House House. This simple tale of one goose's quest to cause as much chaos as possible has earned rave reviews and generated plenty of chatter online. And it will also have done the stature of the Nintendo Switch, the world of good. Uh, while it has been confirmed for its coming, what? That it's coming what? to others. I like how I often say what, and I'm just like, what does that even mean? And it's <laughs> a completely normal sentence. It's 100% normal. It's just me being an idiot. Um while it has been confirmed that it's coming to other systems eventually, at this time of writing, the only console you can play it on is Nintendo's. Uh, speaking to Time, House 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 House's Jacob Strasser uh, has given a little insight into why the company chose to target the Switch over the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And this is a quote. Uh, It's the nice, friendly console. Its whole aura is one of friendliness, and it feels more inviting to non-gamers or non-traditional gamers or players. While it came down to the decision, um, while it came down to the decision of where we would launch, it felt like the right emotional fit. Um, Blah blah blah. If you're still struggling, yeah, I'm not going to say that. So, it felt like the most. uh, I mean. It felt like the best emotional fit is where they're going mm. with this one. I, I think it... Yeah, Nintendo, where you just be an asshole to everyone, you know? <laughs> where your games never go down in price, because <laughs> fuck you, that's why. I mean, something like that. Nintendo's always been about, you know, animals destroying things, right? Kinda. Yeah, animals, like, putting you into debt, I guess. Yeah. Donkey Kong's throwing a bunch of barrels around at random people. Uh, you know, Mario's always breaking castles, just walking in and just, just stealing women from you, even though you clearly got them fair and square. Um, got them fair and square? <laughs> I'm just saying, fucking Mario is the Christopher Columbus of the Mushroom Kingdom. He came in and basically just fucked up the indigenous population was like, that lady's mine. Yeah. I swear, mm-hmm. Bowser's side of the story and possibly Princess Peach's side of the story is much more fucked up, and Mario's just a piece of shit in all of it. Mm-hmm. Just and saying. That's why the Untitled Goose Game belongs there. Because <laughs> it's a it's a console for pieces of shit. It's a nice, friendly console. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Big Josh boy. I think it's about time we hop into news cram. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Cram time. <laughs> All right. Time. <laughs> News Cram is our weekly wrap-up segment where we, the hosts of Indie Incursion and Indie Games podcast, cram it full of all sorts of indie games news. This week we have zero actual news stories, mostly just some sweet deals and some new stuff coming Hell for yeah. you. So. First, I'd like to give you guys some sweet deals. Uh, word comes by way of Nintendo Life that you can now save a stack of cash by shopping the Merge Games Anniversary Sale, which includes titles like Sparklight and Stranded Sales. Dope. I thought I was going to burp. I had to like pause. I thought I was going to burp straight into the I mic. Know, I thought you were waiting for me to say something. I was like, no, nah, I'm okay. <laughs> no, nah, I've got like bubble guts right now. It's all that bubble gum, man. <laughs> uh, these deals will last... Up in there. From now until November 17th, and seem to be platform agnostic. It is not just on the Nintendo Switch. You can also pick up these games on PS4 as well. As far as I've seen, I went on my PS4 last night and saw it. But of course, Nintendo Life, these Nintendo shills, just will not say that any other platform has these on sale. Wow. Nintendo shills. Yeah, fuck you, Nintendo Life. I love oh, your website. My goodness. <laughs> I was like, we get a lot of our stuff from them. I don't know about that. <laughs> no, I love that website. Uh, so, let's hop into some new stuff. Our first three items in new stuff come by way of Nintendo Life, of course, naturally. Uh, developer <laughs> Due to You Games has just announced that action-adventure game Incredible Mandy will be headed to the Nintendo Switch on uh, November 17th. Uh, platformer Earth Knight by developer Cleversoft uh, will be available on the Nintendo Switch eShop on December 3rd for $14.99. And lastly, you'll be able to fight fires at as a mostly naked man in uh, in Otoko Kamizu uh, when it launches on Nintendo Switch this Halloween, and I'm not even joking. This dude. looks ridiculous. That game is fucking cool. It's just this weird ass dude in a loincloth flying around, putting out fires with like water that shoots from his hands, feet, and maybe other appendages. You never know. Mm. Maybe penis. Nobody maybe. knows. I, nobody knows what's going on underneath that loincloth, dude. It's true. Not even he does. <laughs> that sucks for him, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we're moving over to IGN, uh, where it's reported that Carrion by Phobia Game Studios has a free demo for everyone to try. Yeah. How you liking that free demo, Baby Jack Boy? Dude, I'm actually liking it a lot. So I ended up... Originally, when you were doing the, the, um, the run of the show... I thought that this was going to be one of the stories we talked about as a main thing. So I was like, all right, I'll download it and I'll actually play it. So I have something to say for the, the time we were talking about it. And then you moved it. So I was like, all right, fuck. <laughs> but I'm still going to talk about it. It's actually really cool, dude. You're a bit like, it's exactly what you think it is. You're just this giant blob and you just run around and you just eat people. And it's super fun. I wasn't expecting. It's actually like, it's kind of tough in certain areas though. And I partially blame that on the mapping of the controls because I don't really like how they did it. You, at least on the keyboard, you basically have only the left mouse button, the right mouse button, 
and then the, the third mouse button, the actual like scroll wheel, like clicking that in. And so the left one is how your little like GUI appendages, basically they grab onto wherever you're clicking and you just point the mouse where you want to go. So you, your guys are just like, and like climbing walls and stuff. And then your right one is basically to take your mouth and chomp onto something. So you basically use that to chomp on doors or levers or people or objects and just throw them around. And so like one of my favorite things is when you actually eat someone, if it's like an enemy, like a strong enemy, your character doesn't really eat them. He just grabs them by the like his mouth and just flings them all around like at any of the like obstacles that are around and just smacks their body and it's just like dish, 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 dish. it sounds so funny and it looks ridiculous, but it's really cool. The only thing is because there's enemies that aren't just like people to actually bring in that difficult part to the game. They have these enemies who have like flamethrowers and these uh, random like kind of drones that are flying around that will spot you and shoot at you that will kill you. And so to get around that, you basically have to use your uh, third mouse button, the scroll wheel, and click in. And it like lunges one of your appendages that uh, kind of like traps them. I guess it, I don't know how, like what exactly how to describe it, but it basically, one arm basically flies out and sticks them somewhere. So they're stuck. And then once they're stuck there, you basically just go up and bite them and like drag them around and hit them around until they're dead. Jesus Christ. I know it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> like it's, it's very, uh, it's very adult themed in that yeah, sense. It's pretty violent. Yeah. It sounds, it gets, it gets a little bit, but it's fun. It's, 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 you know, you're just a cute blob guy. Just, trying to kill all the humans a cute blob guy that just massacres an entire science station you wonder if you get to the end of the game and you just like fall in love with the girl or something i hope so like you you get out and yeah they finally they have romance options no fucking way better game than outer worlds i would is that real (laughs) no i was like i'd shit my pants that would be awesome no the demo the demo does not have that i mean it could still be a thing i don't know devolver if you're listening Put in that romance option. I hope that game turns out to be like Super 8 when it's like, oh, it seems like the aliens fucking munching on people and murking people, but it actually turns out that the only reason he did it is because humans are a bunch of assholes. I hope that's why. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd like it. I'm down with that story. I would very much enjoy that, but it's about time we hop in uh, or at least finish news, Graham. Uh, lastly, Twinfinite reports that Hospital Simulator Two Point Hospital by developer Two Point Studios, uh, its highly anticipated console port has officially been delayed until Q1 2020. So, the biggest of average adjust boys. Uh, it's about time we hop in to God Bless the Crowd. Uh, this segment is where we just take time to thank all those amazing indie games developers for not only giving us news to talk about on this podcast, but for developing awesome games. Uh, Big Josh Boy hops into all sorts of different crowdfunding sites and finds something for us to talk about. This week, we've got one item, and it is Enemy on Board, a mafia-slash-werewolves uh, deception meets fast-paced action combat in space uh, for PC and Mac. They are currently looking for $20,000. That is their goal. They have exceeded their goal by quite a bit. They are at $45,942 with 346 backers and 21 days left to go. So, the biggest of average, Josh, boys. Let me hear Um, (laughs) What do you think? 
as per usual, I've oh, got to goof go. on this fucking trailer, dude. Oh, of course. Um, of course. How is it possible that they do headshots of these people talking? They do like interview style stuff where you see that they have like a lavalier microphone. And then when it switches to gameplay, completely different audio. 100% different. Like terrible audio quality. How is that huge? Just, I don't, un- you, you have mics. You have good ones. I don't think it's the same people. I think they're pulling that from something else. No, it's the same fucking people. Is it? No, okay. okay, so they have the initial section where it is people like playing, talking, whatever, and they're actually playing the game. And then they go into their kind of like, when they describe the game and they show several different developers, they do the three developers uh-huh. and each developer will, I actually believe only the two other developers, not the first one, but the other two, uh-huh. um, they talk about the game. When they talk about the game, it actually goes to gameplay of somebody playing the game, but them talking over it and them talking over it is the worst. It's terrible audio quality. It's like they use the laptop microphone for their audio. And I don't get it. I'm like, dude, you literally have a good mic right there in the video. What'd you do with it? (laughs) I don't get it. (laughs) And even if it's just like a lavalier microphone that you use to jack into a DSLR or something like that, you could still just plug that into your computer. I'm fairly certain that it is the exact same as a headphone jack. So I don't understand. But... Hey, dude, know. whatever. This game actually <laughs> looks really cool. Now that I'm done goofing on the trailer, this game looks really cool. The only problem I also have is the way that they don't necessarily explain their, like, pledge system. So they have $5, mm. of course, which is the bullshit rewards that I've always hated. Um, <laughs> and then they have $15, which they don't really explain anywhere. But I feel like it's poorly worded because it says play solo, which... I understand that that probably means that you obviously just get one code mm-hmm. and you get access to their closed alpha. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming you play with other people, but I feel it's really odd that they said that as they put that as play solo when the next one is like just play, which is like, okay, dude, why didn't <sighs> you just, why did you need to put play solo? I feel like putting play solo gives it's like, it's negative in a way to make people think that like you're not going to be able to play with other people, which this game requires other people. So to mm-hmm. describe what this game is, it's you and your friends playing a game where several, I think like three or four of you are just normal scientists. And two of uh, your friends are actually aliens who are trying to kill the scientists. So it's all about trying to find out who these aliens are and killing them before they kill you. I think that's really cool. There are a bunch of like other games, like I, uh, I think it's like Trouble in Terrorist Town, which I hear mm. of quite often from a friend of mine. That is about basically like fucking. Basically, it's a deception game, just like this, right. which I think is really really cool. How do you feel about it, Big Josh boy? I think it's awesome. It, like at first, so here's the thing. I I do kind of agree that their marketing on it was a little like when I first watched this, I didn't quite understand what it was um so i think they could probably work on that a little bit just to make it more obvious um i mean obviously it ex- succeeded though they've exceeded their goal so i mean yeah <laughs> uh if people are looking into it uh i think that it's definitely gonna go well i mean it already has but i can see this being a fun game like i like the aesthetic to it 
because it's very with a lot of those deception games it's usually like uh at least for the most part that i've seen it's like more just a not really as much action in it i feel like um but there has been i forget what it was called there's this one game is it inside no, not inside. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But I think this is a nice aesthetic to it. I haven't seen any with this kind of style uh, that has this deception game to it. I think that the alien, like, the way they're doing it makes a lot of sense of them just being kind of hidden on the ship. You wouldn't tell. I don't know what the longevity of this game would be. They say that it's going to be constantly changing, but I'm not sure what that will really look like and how they'll do that without breaking the game like base mechanic um but i would assume that it's basically just different aliens and different yeah. guns and maps because each alien has their own specific like uh the spider it lays explosive eggs uh around the ship the infester um infect crew with poisonous gas and the leech suck the enemy um basically you suck them dry i guess which is a creepy way to put that <sighs> on my I should probably shouldn't have said that. But from what I understand, you also shapeshift into like people. Right. So you disguise yourself as other people. And the whole point of the game is to just deceive the other players into thinking that you aren't an alien so that you can get them alone and murder them. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to do really well. I think this is definitely cool. I like how this... It, it is a little confusing because they all just say that you're getting into the closed alpha, but it's basically if you buy it and get an alpha key, you'll get the full-fledged game when it comes out. Um, I like that they're starting off right off the bat. Like, and I think that's one of the reasons why it probably did well is because this game from it, the $15 tier, is just like you're literally going to get in like very soon once you actually buy. It's not like a Kickstarter where you don't get to have it like two years later kind of a thing. So you'll get to play this game, you'll get to build it and give feedback on how you think the game should be, and then hopefully it becomes, you know, what you wanted. And I just think that it is a good game in the sense of what I've seen visually. I don't know if it, it looks like it could be a little clunky. I didn't really like how the shooting uh, appeared, but I haven't actually tried it, so I can't really say for sure. Yeah, especially from like it's it's top down. It's like an asymmetric game, so it looks kind of weird. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know how those shooting I mean, I, will work either. Yeah, I like the aesthetic, but that's kind of why I feel like it might be a little wonky with the actual aiming of a gun. Yeah, they do also have. It, they seem to have a lot of different like melee weapons as well, so that mm -hmm. that might help. It also is just baffling that somebody just one person did. But still, one backer pledged over, like, $10,000. Holy shit. <laughs> what? Yeah. Six That's keys, That's outrageous. Though. You got six keys, fully unlocked account for life. You get to have I mean, a design day in South, uh, South San Francisco with the devs. Hey, they'll fly you out. Will they actually? That's what it says. We'll fly you <laughs> okay, out. Okay, we'll fly you out. All right, cool. I was I mean, like, better mm. after fucking ten thousand dollars. What does a fully unlocked account mean? Uh sounds like they're gonna try to put uh, microtransactions. Um, dev team will fly. Yeah, okay, see, this is what I also hate is when they explain their rewards. They don't explain them well on the visionary <laughs> tier, which is the one we're talking about. There's a lot of different 
awesome stuff that you can get, but instead all they put is full design day in San Francisco with the Windwalk dev team. We'll fly you out. Okay, cool. That's that's literally the least. I mean, it says that right there. I understand that. <laughs> I'm wondering what the fuck a fully unlocked account is. Hmm. What? What? Who mean? knows? I assume because some of their stretch goals are like taunts and dances and emotion, like emotes. I'm pretty sure that if those are get like getting put in the game, which they already are because it's stretch gold, that that's going to be something where they push for it to be like, oh, you can buy this taunt or you can buy this dance or this emote or spray that we put on the the ground or something like that. Like, yeah, they do have the diamond tier explanation where they say fully unlock, which is all in-game content. But I do find that especially weird because in their video, they specifically reference other games that are like this or like League of Legends. He specifically references and says that these games aren't focused on the gameplay, but instead focus on microtransactions, which if they include microtransactions in this, they're literally doing the exact same thing. Hmm. So I don't know what's up with that. But that's a little weird. <laughs> I don't know. Seems a little fishy. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. I, I don't know. This game looks really, really cool, though. Everything that I've set aside, and I always just nitpick just the weird shit on Kickstarter pages, but I would recommend checking out this game if you guys are listening. Enemy on Board looks really, really cool. It's over on Kickstarter. But now let's cool down this podcast with... Our random question of the day. The best one. Did you... Okay, so you did have a chance to read this question. Yeah. uh... So, (laughs) this is by Chase Hopkins. He is a friend of mine. He's my best friend. I used to live with him, so this kind of is a little weird um he says is it cool to perform an upper decker deluxe on a roommate's toilet if they ate all my fruit loops so i don't like sure this is a story no it's not actually this was a random fucking question that he wrote in so do you know what an upper decker is no please enlighten me Oh my god, this is my preferred scenario of this question. This is fantastic. He was actually hoping that you wouldn't know either. An upper decker is where you poop in the tank of somebody's toilet. Oh, that's nasty. So when they flush it, (laughs) instead of clean water coming through, it's poop. Get it? Yeah, that sounds great. So even worse, an upper decker deluxe is where... (laughs) Man, it's a good thing Chase isn't your roommate anymore. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I would be worried, especially because we shared the same toilet, so he'd be doing it to himself, too. Uh, What a a psycho. (laughs) So an upper decker deluxe is where before you poop in the tank of the toilet, you know how toilets, how they work is you basically like you push the lever and it has a chain that, or it's attached to like a hook that has a chain on it and it pulls up kind of a cork and Mm -hmm. lets all of the water out. So you unhook that chain. So (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, you unhook the chain so that, if somebody wants to flush their toilet, and this is the definition, I guess, technically on Urban Dictionary, they have to reach into your poop soup <laughs> and uh, reattach the and- chain so that they can then flush the toilet and once again get poop in their freaking toilet. <sighs> what a what a way to end this episode. <laughs> This is fantastic. This is a true double-decker of a podcast. 
you also have to enjoy the fact that I started off with, uh, like started off the podcast saying that I wanted to earn an explicit rating right away See? by asking if you'd ever tried laxatives, and then we ended the podcast with I would say an explicit comment also about poop. That's symmetry right there, guys. Yeah, That's... all full circle. What was it? We, yeah, usually it was always about something negative, but now it's just about poop. <laughs> I'm so glad to end this podcast this way. I mean, all beautiful things have one flaw, which is, of course, all content in between the first and last part of this podcast. I just suck. (laughs) I'm telling you right now. I just suck. But damn, this was a good episode. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for writing in, Chase Hopkins, my friend. I will talk to you tomorrow about Josh's answer to this question. I'm very excited about it. But... Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of the Indie Incursion and Indie Games Podcast. This was episode 54. If you guys would like to write in your questions, you can, of course, follow us on at IndiePod. That is the podcast Twitter. I realized after um, I did the Active Quest episode that I did not actually mention the Twitter handle, which really uh, What a fool. Me. What a fool. Yeah. Now it's no one a, will know of us. I'm just They'll a big dumbass. But, uh, yeah, follow us on at IndiePod every Monday. And I did set up an alarm to do this, by the way. I'm so proud. Yeah, I'm proud of myself, really, even (laughs) though I'm a fully grown man. Um, I have set up an alarm. So every Monday, you're going to get a link to send in questions for this podcast. And you can ask us stupid-ass questions like upper-deckering people, which I realize we have not answered do you think it's okay to upper deck your deluxe roommate because they ate all your Fruit Loops? Yeah. Fuck them. It's, per- it's perfectly okay. All right. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, why not just upper decker everybody? I've yeah. thought about upper deckering my grandma once, if I'm being honest. Wow. Um, she'd probably just die. Let's be real. But uh, it would be hilarious, you know? Until, so, until she's dead, I guess. Yeah, but then at her funeral. See, that's why it's so oh, good. Oh, yeah. At her you got funeral, such a good story. I could I tell everybody that I killed her by upper deckering her, mm. which then at her funeral I would also have to explain what an upper decker is. Something wrong with you. It's full circle in life, Big Josh boy. I, That's it. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Thank you guys so so much for listening to this episode. You can follow me at Hyde Legion on Twitter. You can follow Josh at the underscore George 90. This is a great episode. I really enjoy it. If you guys liked it (laughs) as well, make sure you leave us reviews on iTunes or any other podcast service. That would be amazing. It helps us with algorithms, I guess. I don't know. Everybody says that. So I'm just assuming it actually does. Yeah. Make sure you like us and give us ratings, reviews, whatever on your favorite podcast service. Follow us on Twitter. And that's it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we'll see you guys next week. Keep on away from your toilets. Bye, guys.